Today on Locked on A's, I'm answering a few questions from listeners. Uh, one question, which top prospects will be on the opening day roster? Who has a better shot of being on the opening day roster, Ramon Laureano or Sean Murphy? And then I'm going to play a fun game called uh, Trade Rule 5 or 40-Man Roster. I'll explain all that in the third segment. Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, Ace fans? And welcome to episode 479 of the Locked On Ace Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about top prospects potentially on the opening day roster. And then we're talking about some trade talk. We're doing, uh, is Ramon Laureano going to get traded? Is Sean Murphy going to get traded? Are neither of them going to get traded? Who's most likely to stick around for 2023? I'm answering that one. And then finally, we're going to be playing a fun game with somebody in the Arizona Fall League called 40-Man Trade or Rule 5 Draftee. Uh, I'll, I'll explain all that and why uh, when we get to it. But thank you guys so much for making Locked On as your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. And uh, also, uh, very soon, I'm going to be learning a new way to record the, the, the show with video so that these episodes can also be on YouTube and uh, y- you can see this pretty face once more. Uh, but also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, join our Twitter community at Locked On A's and uh, just pose a question over there. Interact with some A's fans. Have a good off season. And also, if you guys like some of these questions, I actually wrote up an article over at Inside the A's talking about the A's payroll situation and where the A's could end up spending their money on free agents this winter. So if that intrigues you, there's a link to it in the show notes for you as well. But let's get into today's episode. Uh, I was asked a a bunch of questions and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll answer some on the show. I'll answer some via written form at Inside the A's. But the one that we're starting off with today on the show is which top prospects could be or will be on the opening day roster for the Oakland A's in 2023. And I could take the easy way out here. I could just say Ken Waldachuk. Obviously, I'm not obviously, but I'm pretty certain that he's going to be on the A's opening day roster. They didn't demote him after they brought him up and he had some struggles. They let him ride that through. He's going to be on the opening day roster. I assume he's going to be in the A's rotation, barring injury. Uh, And I'm pretty sure he's a shoe-in for one of the rotation spots. And he is currently the A's number two prospect. So, yeah, there's going to be some top prospects on the A's opening day roster. Get your tickets now for hopefully not double what they were this year, because that would be a lot, and uh, nobody can afford that. Anyways, uh, Jordan Diaz is also probably going to be on the A's opening day roster. I assume that he's going to make the team in some form or fashion. It could be at DH. It could be at second base. It could be at third base. He's a versatile fella, as long as it's one of those three positions. But uh, he's got a bat. The A's want his bat in their lineup in 2023. They want to see what he can do. 
He's still young. He's got to be having to figure things out at the big league level. He's done it everywhere else, so he's going to get a chance to start the season. You have to imagine where they slot him. That that could be up for debate, but he is the A's number seven prospect. So they got the A's number two and number seven prospect on the A's opening day roster. Almost guaranteed, unless they get hurt, obviously. But uh, I would say that they're, they're written in very deep pencil right now, if not pen. Uh, but I believe that the question was asking, which guys that we have not seen that are on the A's prospect list could we see to start the 2023 season? And there are three guys that could theoretically be on the A's opening day roster, but I think that they need a little bit more seasoning. Uh, two of those guys you, you've probably definitely heard of, and that is Zach Galoff, who is currently in the Arizona Fall League. He's doing well over there. Tyler Soderstrom, who is still so young, but uh, is he going to be a catcher? Is he going to be at first base? The A's seem to keep playing him at both. Maybe he's going to be a little bit of both. Maybe, maybe that's what he's going to do, but I think that both of those guys are going to be starting the season in AAA because uh, they've only had like a week of time in AAA so far. They're going to need some more seasoning down there. They, the A's are going to want to see what they can do in Las Vegas. Uh, and for Tyler Sodasrum, it's going to be much nicer starting a season off in Las Vegas where uh, the ball tends to fly as opposed to in Lansing, Michigan, where he started this season. And uh, the weather was not his friend. Once the weather warmed up, his bat came alive, and uh, we, we talked about it a little bit here on the show. Uh, and Jesse Goldberg Strassler, he talked about it a little bit, uh, in you know, just on Twitter and stuff like that. But once the, the the weather warmed up, he was just fine. And Vegas has one warmer weather, and two, the ball flies there, so he's going to be off to a monster start. I would expect both these guys to be roughly mid-season call-ups, so sometime around June, July-ish. Um, I, I mean, you could say that it's service time manipulation, but they, they've had a week of service time or, uh, of uh, AAA time so far. I don't see that being necessarily service time manipulation. I think that they're just like, hey, we, we need to make sure these guys are ready before we call them up because we don't want to keep bringing them up, calling, you know, you know, bring them up, sending them down, calling them up, sending them down. They don't want to do that. They want them to be ready when they arrive. And these have a, a definite window that they're aiming for. And I think that if they, you know, did hold them for a, a couple of months there uh, and did quote unquote manipulate their service time that would that would give them extra lead time with their their next open competitive window potentially so uh, yes I, I guess there is some service time manipulation in there but it's not necessarily like it's unwarranted I guess and again pro player. Uh, over here on this side of the mic. So I, I'm not saying uh, they, they should just call them up because they've had, you know, s some time in AAA. No, they, they, they're not ready yet. So there's that. Uh, the other guy here is Britt Harris, and he's another guy that uh, is, is solid. He can play some very good defense. He's got a pretty good bat. He played a little bit in AAA, but I think that he's in the same boat as Galoff and Soderstrom, and maybe all three of those guys come up at the same time. And uh, once they start doing their, their purge like they did this season where they, they DFA'd uh, Stephen Piscotti, they DFA'd uh, Jed Lauer, they DFA'd Elvis Andrews, and maybe that these three are the guys that take over for him because they're all very, very good. Um, granted, Zach Geloff could be playing second base, could be playing third base. We're not sure. But uh, Britt Harris is probably going to be playing third base when he gets called up. So there's that. And then Sardotrum could be first base, could be catcher. Uh, obviously, this 
their timeline depends on how well they're producing and what the guys ahead of them in Oakland are doing. Um, if there's an injury it, during spring training at one of those positions, maybe they're in line. Probably not third base. They've they got a couple of guys at third base that they're they're looking at more closely, I would imagine, than rushing Brett Harris up to the, uh, the major league level. But th- those, those are some guys. But the guy that I think has the best shot that is not Ken Waldachuk or Jordan Diaz is somebody who I mentioned briefly on the podcast in the middle of summer, and it's Garrett Acton, because uh, he's he's got he's got some stuff, and I think that playing in Vegas hindered his numbers a little bit and made him look a little less shiny than he was in Midland, but the home runs really caught up to him in Las Vegas, and it, it could be a little bit of, of a mixture of the competition was a little bit better, so they could hit him a little bit harder. And it could also be that he was playing in Vegas where the ball flies, and uh, he was getting penalized for things that probably wouldn't have been home runs, like even Oakland. So uh, there's a little bit of both sides to that story, I think. But uh, he pitched 42 and a third innings in Vegas with a 5.53 ERA. Uh, home runs were the issue for him. He allowed 12 in Vegas uh, compared to just three in Midland. And he had roughly double the amount of innings uh, in Vegas that he did in Midland. And so you would say, that, yeah, if you double the home run rate there, he should have had six, but uh, instead it quadrupled. So I, that's why I'm thinking some of it was a little bit of, you know, facing tougher competition. Some of it was playing in Vegas on the PCL because the ball flies there. You guys, Uh, his walks per nine was good at 3.2. That's not going to get him in too much trouble. Uh, And then his K's per nine was at 10.6. Both of those were his Vegas stats. So those stats play. And so does his his repertoire. Uh, and I think that there's nothing that he did in Vegas that a good spring can't be the the ointment for. I think that if he shows out during spring training, there's a spot waiting for him in the bullpen because the bullpen is somewhat fluid. There's going to be some guys that are going to be in the bullpen for sure, as long as they're still on the team, like Danny Jimenez or Sam Mole or AJ Puck or uh, Zach Jackson. I'm blaming a lot of guys. Uh, Domingo Acevedo, Diolo Scare. There's a lot of guys, but... The bullpen could be open season. I think that the A's could trade a couple of those guys. I, I mentioned it before. I think Danny Jimenez could be a trade candidate because uh, they, they don't need him to be good now. So why not get something for him, even if it's a flyer prospect, get something for him for that matches your competitive window a little bit better. That's my thought process there. But I think that Garrett Acton may have the best opportunity to land a spot among the A's top 30 prospects on MLB Pipeline. So that's my take. Coming up, I'm giving you my take on who's going to be uh, e- either with the A's or not with the A's. Or we're going to talk about Ramon Laureano and Sean Murphy and whether or not they're trade candidates this winter. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Also, there's hockey. The copy doesn't say that, but there's hockey that you can bet on, and it's a lot of fun because hockey is a fun, fun sport. If you like baseball, you might like hockey. Uh, Check it out. Anyways, find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, including hockey, which is a very fun sport to watch. Uh, The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, hockey, 
table tennis. They've got you covered on anything that is remotely sports related. Bet online is so much fun and you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because bet online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen today. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. I've worked on the show. I did some of the audio editing, and uh, the, the it's a fun show. I got to say, Peter Bukowski is just, uh, he, he's a great time to listen to. He's soothing, but he gives you all of the information that you need to get you ready for the sports day, and he covers all the biggest stories. If you don't watch football like me, I'm like, hey, I know what's going on in football now. Uh, If you don't watch basketball all the time, like me, I know what's going on in basketball now because he's covering all the biggest stories and uh, he's bringing in guests. He's bringing in other local experts from around the network. And uh, it's a great time. I, I highly suggest listening to Locked On Sports today because it's fun and I love the jingles that they have. It, it's a good time. But uh, also, uh, th- this is this is an A's podcast, so follow Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am at by Jason B on Twitter, and also make sure to follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, so you guys don't miss an article over there. Because uh, there's so much A's content for you to consume. I'm 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 hoarding the market right now. I got Inside the A's. I got Locked On A's. I'm also at by Jason B. Yeah, if you need some A's stuff, I'm the guy. I'll give you some opinions. I'll give you some facts. I'll give you, I read some stuff too. So, you know, there's that. Uh, But anyways, let's get into uh, who's going to be traded or not. Who's going to be on the A's opening day roster or not in 2023, Ramon Laureano or Sean Murphy, who has the better chance of sticking around. And I've touched on this a little bit in on previous episodes, but you know, if you didn't catch those, let's go over it. Uh, I think that both could theoretically stick around. They're not owed large sums of money. I think Murphy's going to be his arbitration estimates like three and a half million dollars and Ramon's is three point six. So, ah, seven million dollars for two pretty decent players. Ah, that's so much money. Uh, they, the A's need to trade them, according to the national media. Um, that That's not necessarily the case. I think that uh, it, it's all about competitive windows and, you know, cycles of their windows. And I, I don't know that... I think that Chum Murphy will still be good at that time. But as I've said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Ramon Laureano is approaching 30. And if and he's been having some down seasons, he's been dealing with some, uh, you know, off the field stuff and injuries. And if they think that he's not going to be a guy for them in three ish years, uh, when he's probably going to be a free agent anyway, uh, maybe this is the offseason that he does need to get traded uh, not because we want them to get traded, just because it makes sense for them and their plan. And then they could bring in some sort of prospect package. Uh, it might not be high-level guys. It might not be high-ceiling guys. It just could be some shots in the dark that you're like, hey, let's see what this guy can do. Maybe it's a fourth outfielder. Maybe it's a reliever that can't control his fastball. You know, just something that might be able to help them in a few years, as opposed to Ramon Laureano, who's approaching 30. And his trade value is not going to be going up the longer that he's with the A's, uh, unless he just starts really balling out, which he he hasn't been doing of late. He got suspended for PEDs, and then uh, he he missed the end of the season with some hip issues. So he's, I I don't want to say he's deteriorating goods, because he's a person, and that's not how you should think of people. But from a business standpoint, uh, it's like they already drove the car off the lot, and, you know, the longer you have the car, uh, the less you can get back in a trade-in value. And uh, so I think that that's kind of where the A's 
heads are probably at right now is maybe it is time to move on from from Ramon Laureano. Unless he's a great clubhouse presence. Uh, he's a fiery guy. He might be able to fire up uh, everybody on, on a day-to-day basis and get them ready. But I, I don't know that that's necessarily what he wants to do. I think he probably wants to go out there and compete and win. And it might be a nice change of scenery for Ramon Laureano to go out there and try and win. That It could be a good thing, too. I know that it sucks losing guys, but hey, uh, it, it was fun watching some of the A's in the postseason, even though they didn't do terribly well. <laughs> Uh, so that leaves us with Sean Murphy as the, the more likely guy to stick around for 2023. But I've talked about this as well. Um, I think that there's, uh, I mean, I don't think there, there are a lot of catching prospects in the A's pipeline. And if you guys, if they keep Shea, uh, Shea Lingaliers at, you know, backup catcher and Sean Murphy as the starting catcher, you could do what they did this year at towards the end of the season where they just flip-flopped between DH and catcher and just did that. Uh, but then you have two catchers already there taking up those spots. And so nobody else can have a day off if you want their bat in the lineup. And then the guys that are getting, that are in the minor leagues, um, like your Kyle McCann's, if he's killing it in AAA, you, you can't really move them up. Everybody's just kind of stuck where they are because you can't move anybody up. And if you can't move anybody to the major league level, then you can't move anybody up to AAA or up to AA or up to high A. You, you can't make those moves either. And so it might just stagnate the roster overall. So honestly, I think that both guys are the most likely trade candidates for the A's and also Danny Jimenez. Um, th- those are my three main ones. And then I, I got some other ones in there too that I'll talk about a little bit later and provide my reasoning, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason because, I, I mean, th- this past winter, we knew that the lockout was coming and that the A's were probably going to be trading uh, the guys that they did end up trading. Uh, you know, Bassett and Manaya made sense because they had one year left and they weren't going to be spending money on the roster. Uh, and then Olsen and Chapman were expected, if not uh, guaranteed. And uh, yeah, they, they were already losing Canna and Marte and they had already they had already lost in previous seasons Marcus Semihan and Liam Hendricks. Man, it sucks to be an A's fan. <laughs> but I think that this one you could see them going. Maybe they try and swing it, and you're like, hey, let's see if we can win. You know, let's put it on paper a 75 win team together. Let's see if we can get lucky and get into the playoffs. Let's see what happens. I don't think that's the plan, but. Billy Bean's wild sometimes, and uh, maybe we could get a 2012 season on our hands. I don't think that they have the the uh, the foundation for that just yet, but it could be coming. Maybe in 2024, we have a a 12 year anniversary of 2012, and uh, see what happens there. But I think that they need a few more pieces. They need you know Geloff and Soderstrom and Harris and a slew of others that are on their way uh, to start getting up there uh, to the major league level. You're, you're Ryan Cusick's and uh, JT Ginn and maybe even Gunnar Hoagland. Uh, they've got some guys that are interesting that could be ready for for 2024 and maybe surprise then. But I think that we, we still see a little bit of teardown going on this winter. And so I think that both guys are probably going to get traded. Uh, I mean, if I was in charge, I would be fielding the offers and seeing what's available uh, in return packages for these guys because... I mean, word on the street was that Sean Murphy was actually getting shot, but the A's did not like the offers that they were getting. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense that you would hold on to him and see what you can get later on. And he absolutely crushed the ball in the second half. So uh, he's obviously a a gold glove 
defender behind the dish right now, and he's up for a second one as well. So he could be a two-time Gold Glove catcher by the time a team call you know calls the A's to acquire his services. And he's also got a pretty good bat. I think he I. I'm going off of memory here, but I think it was a 140 WRC plus in the second half of the season. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty really good. So yeah, the trade package is going to be massive, and yeah, I think that the Cardinals uh, are a team that he could go to, and also the Guardians are a team that people are you know uh, throwing out there a bunch as well. And I think both those guys, uh, both those teams, could be pretty reasonable landing spots. I think that the Cardinals might be more apt to make that move just because. Um, Yadier Molina is retiring and they've had a solid defensive short or uh, backstop for years now. And they would like to replace him with somebody like that. You know, like when, uh, when you lose your quarterback in football, you, you want another one that's just as good or else your, your team's going to suck. And, uh, so I think the Cardinals don't want to suck is really what it is. But, uh, anyways, coming up, I'm talking about, uh, basically the Arizona Fall League, what it kind of entails sometimes. And I'm going to play a game with, not with, but at the expense of one of the A's minor leaguers and see where he lands. Is he going to be put on the 40-man roster? Is he going to be a Rule 5 uh, eligible player? Or is he going to be traded before that draft? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. Uh, Wherever you're listening to this, that one is great for me. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Also, if you could, make sure to follow Inside the A's over on Twitter and also on Facebook, where I post all the articles over there as well. But uh, let's talk about... Uh, This game that I created for this segment, it's not a very in-depth game. It's basically, uh, here's here's the impetus for the entire thing. I I went to the Arizona Fall League in 2015 to do a little bit of writing. And uh, one of the writers there was like, yeah, they knew that it was my first time. They're like, so basically, uh, here's the gist. And sometimes teams will send their prospects that are Rule 5 eligible or going to be Rule 5 eligible in the Rule 5 draft in December. Uh, They'll they'll send them here to kind of showcase them a little bit and see if a team might want to trade for them instead of hopefully getting them in the Rule 5 draft. And so that's something that some teams have historically done. And I was looking over the A's, you know, Arizona Fall League roster and uh, just so how the, the roster is being constructed in Oakland. And I think that uh, one guy could be at risk of being left open to the Rule 5 draft, um, if not traded beforehand. And I, I'm not sure where I'm going to fall overall if he's going to be a trade candidate. I guess it depends on how his Arizona Fall League stint uh, ends up. But the guy that I'm talking about here is Colin Palouse. Uh, and he's currently in the Arizona Fall League. And I, I, I don't know. He's doing fine, but he's also not. He, he pitched one game for like an inning and a third in uh, in Vegas this year, so he's not necessarily forty man roster rubble just yet. And the A's had a lot of turnover. He had, you know, he pitched one hundred eighteen innings in Midland this season. Uh, they could have tried to see what he what he had at the major league level because uh, you know wins didn't matter so why not why not see if Colin Palouse is going to be something uh, planning ahead for the rule five draft and all that but uh, he did not get a look in 2022 in Oakland even though there was so much fluidity and uh, you know it was like 34 rookies and 64 play it was so many 
so many names, so many people that we're fine at baseball, but just not good enough on most days. Um, but uh, Colin, he was a, a 2019 ninth rounder. Uh, he is currently just still 24 years old, so he's still a young guy, and he was drafted in 2019, so we got a little bit of playing time then, and then the 2020 season, so he's basically had two pro seasons, so you could see a team legitimately being interested in taking him and seeing what he's got in their system with their coaches, uh, but in Midland, he had 118 and two-thirds innings pitched and a 592 ERA. So, I mean, that's like all right, but that's not necessarily 40-man rosterable, uh, I, I would, you know, gauge, especially with so many other guys uh, that the A's want to keep in-house that are Rule 5 eligible. Um, and But he is the, the A's number 24 prospect on MLB Pipeline, so does that come into play a little bit? I mean, obviously, prospect rankings don't matter, but... He has some talent. He hasn't, you know, put it together yet with the A's, but does that keep him around? Uh, and there's there's some interesting questions here. I don't think that he's going to be added to the 40-man roster. I, I do think that, uh, that 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 one thing that I heard seven years ago is really sticking with me as I'm as I'm talking here. And I think that he's I think that the A's are going to swing a trade for him. I, I don't know how, but I think they're going to they're going to try their darndest because. Uh, Anything that they can get for, uh, you know, for players now, even if it's not even like a fair value, if it's something that gives them an extra year or a, a little bit younger or just a, a, a wild uh, guess where they just threw a dart and they're like, we want that guy. And they're like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Um, I think that they're going to see what they can get for basically anybody, um, because I, I do think that he would be drafted in the rule five draft. Uh, in December at the end of the winter meetings. And so I think that it would make sense to just take what you can get for Colin Palouse, and that's kind of what you do with guys that are, are Rule 5 eligible. Uh, but you got to find a team that also has 40-man roster maneuverability on their own roster so that they can put him there and protect him so that he's not taken off of their roster for the Rule 5 draft. So uh, it's going to be a tricky situation, and we don't know how rosters are going to be looking just yet, so I can't really speculate on which teams would be interested in him. Uh, I mean, obviously, a team like the Rays stands out for some reason just because they like all of the pitching. Uh, but, yeah, it depends on uh, what other teams are doing with their 40-man rosters ahead of time. So uh, once we start getting to, to deadline day on when you have to have your roster set, ahead of the Rule 5 draft, uh, we can speculate on some of that stuff as well. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, make sure to check out Inside the A's at uh, si.com slash MLB slash athletics, or just follow the link in the show notes. It's much easier. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. Now, for your second lesson, go check out Locked On Sports Today. I mentioned it before, but it's a great podcast, and you should legitimately be listening to it because I I, I don't work on the show on that show anymore. I still like listening to it. Peter's voice still brings a smile to my face. So from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Uh, so yeah, go subscribe to that sucker because it's fantastic. They do such good work over there. And heck, while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on YouTube as well at Locked On A's and also at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B. Make sure to follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook so you guys don't miss an article over there. And uh, 
that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow. <laughs>